the gratitude podcast episode 45 i think just by being born we've won the lottery because mm-hmm. it's not a given it's not a given and and you know from a personal point of view i know our family we've had eight miscarriages wow um, so so to have one boy who's just the most beautiful boy in the world to me you know and to everyone else that meets him charlie but there's something so special in that heartbeat and there's also something so you know empty without it and i'm grateful for the heartbeat of of my son my wife my family and the people i come into contact with because it is it is a real it's a real blessing it really is Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, gratitude seekers. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have a really interesting guest for you. His name is Marty Vids. He loves people and business and is frequently desca- described as the happy entrepreneur by his peers. But don't under- underestimate his kindness for weakness as Marty is also recognized as a disruptor, innovator, and leader in small business within Australia. Marty always has a pe- first people uh, perspective you can you take care of people and they take care of business which i really love and um his strength is setting a vision attracting and developing great people uh, to execute the plan so i think this these are great traits for for a businessman um he uh, built uh, startup businesses through uh, to 1 million dollars per annum turnover he uh, won um national award uh in australia and uh, more i will let you i will let uh, him tell uh, you about him and what he does and uh what his journey has been until now marty well, how are you georgian and thanks for allowing me to be on your podcast it's totally uh, I, i think you've described it beautif- beautifully i do love people and business but it's important to get that order right so you don't love business <laughs> first instead of people so it uh it goes hand in hand and i i think that's one of the things i've always been grateful for is to work with tremendous people because you don't achieve anything without really working as a collaboration and as a tribe to a to a bigger vision and we always wanted to serve the community and have a point of difference in business and uh yeah i totally grateful for the journey and uh yeah but that's a bit about my background we've won national awards we've always looked at quality not quantity so we've built momentum on quality and that in itself has then built momentum to really make these businesses uh, something as a point of difference in the small business market in australia so which we're very proud of that's awesome i know that you you've uh, built uh, three companies and sold them or something like this yeah yeah and, and generally within a 5 to 6 year time frame so mm-hmm. that's um, that seems to be it's it's strange I'll have a vision for something uh, that's very inspired where in a quiet moment and 
yeah, there might not be a lot going on for a while and then all of a sudden the inspiration hits and the pieces of the puzzle fall into place and then it's then it's really creating a plan to execute on that vision. I always say have a wonderful vision and a vague plan because I guarantee you as soon as you put too strict a plan, it, it changes very quickly. So you've got to be very responsive in business as to what the market wants and and what you know what people want in the in the market so yeah but i've had for some reason that um i didn't realize that turning over a million dollars per annum in small business in australia was a big thing because we were just focused on on delivering great service to our clients but i realize now that only three percent of business owners ever achieve that in australia so so i think that was something and with the awards that's you don't run business to win awards but they're always nice when they come along because you can you can leverage that for marketing and everyone's very proud of it within the business and your clients feel good because they're a part of your business and um but yeah from the financial standpoint it was something that surprised me that more small business owners didn't achieve those types of results because it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure and i'm really curious um and we i hope we will find out what what are your secrets how how uh how you manage to actually get to uh, to be one of the top three percent in small businesses in australia and um how you use gratitude to get there but uh we will get there step by step um my my first question is what what is gratitude for you what does gratitude mean for you martin the best way i can describe it is in a heartbeat and i'll elaborate on that because i've had the situation where no matter what the mind constructs in regards to business and some of the fears we have and some of the opportunities we have, I've witnessed my son's heartbeat on a monitor. I've witnessed my own heartbeat getting some tests done. And I've also watched my grandfather die and I've watched his heart stop. And when I think about, when I think about life and gratitude when I think about each and every heartbeat we have, that that really brings everything into perspective for me. It, it's beyond mind. It's beyond mind and it's a wonderful thing. And I think if we're making decisions from that place, it, that has to be the first point of foundation to really to really launch from. And to me, that's what gratitude is. I always say in a heartbeat, transformation can occur. You know, it can happen very quickly. You can have those aha moments and it hits you just at the right time or you're in the right environment or you meet the right person. And that's what I'm grateful for because within all the noise of the, the world we live in, when you can really listen to that, that heartbeat and what that means for you and what gives you pleasure, then the rest you can utilise your mind to connect into that and express your best self. And I think just by being born, we've won the lottery because mm. it's not a given. It's not a given. And, and, you know, from a personal point of view, I know our family, we've had eight miscarriages. Wow. Um, so, so to have one boy who's just the most beautiful boy in the world, to me, you know, and to everyone else that meets him, Charlie, But there's something so special in that heartbeat 
and there's also something so, you know, empty without it. And I'm grateful for the heartbeat of, of my son, my wife, my family, and the people I come into contact with because it is, it is a real, it's a real blessing. It really is. This is wonderful. I've, I've never heard this perspective on, on gratitude. And uh, yeah, well, when we have these kind of experiences, contrasting experiences, when because we, we think that everything that's working is something that's really normal, like uh, when um, you want to have a baby, you just have a baby, or uh, <laughs> that we are just born and everything is, is perfect. And when you have this kind of experience, like, like you had with uh, uh, nine miscarriages is it puts things into perspective and you, you get to appreciate more the fact that we are actually alive and that we ha- have a heartbeat. And this is, this is pretty amazing. It's, it's, there's a, there's a genuine gratefulness for self. And I think, and that's the expansion because love's reflected back to you for, with the love you give as well. So if, if you and it's very easy for the ego to go crazy because because <laughs> we you know we we tend to be in a world that's very externally motivated so you always have to I, that's always a foundation for, point for me so if i'm going to do something i say am i am i excited about that am i inspired about that and i'll go yeah in a heartbeat i want to do that or mm. or not <laughs> or not you know, and I go, something doesn't feel quite right. It might logically make sense, but I'm questioning in my mind on too many things. I go, something just doesn't feel right. So, so I first use that as a foundation and then I use the mind to process from there. It's mm-hmm. all connected. Yeah, this is wonderful. I think it's, it's the gut feeling that uh, great entrepreneurs have. Like they, they just know uh, when, when something is... is uh, the right way to go about it, or uh, if it's not, and afterwards they they process it with with their mind. And I think this is awesome. Yeah, and and it is something where even with choosing business partners, and you know when I met my wife for the first time, I, I go, you know, I was just out of a long term relationship, and going, I really don't want to be in a relationship for another twelve years, and then, <laughs> but I just knew. I just knew as soon as I saw her, there was something there that I had to take more notice of. And that's the same with business partners on a different scale. When you meet someone and you go, I don't know why, but I need to know them. I need to explore that further. And I would say, you know, go with that feeling and explore that. Explore that. Don't discount that because the mind can be very quick to go, that doesn't make sense when Mm -hmm. really you're getting information you you need to be listening to yeah because otherwise it would would it would be really hard to process all all of the things that uh, uh that you should take into consideration in order to to make that decision and when you have this this feeling this uh, intuition this is this is awesome yeah um but do you have a favorite quote um on gratitude something uh that that inspires you it's it's a bizarre quote, but it's from a an old play that I did at school when I was eighteen with Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are dead, <laughs> and it's sorry to bring up so much uh, you know about the heartbeat, but um, it was like I think therefore I am. So again, that that gratitude in regards to being alive is something that that 
I guess I experienced at a very young age, just the fact I, I'm able to think, therefore I am. And there's a gratefulness in that as well because the world is a stage to play in and to have fun in. And I picked up that from a very young age to really see the lighter side of life. You know, not, not take, you, there's times to be serious and times to really execute on skills, but it, there's, there's a lightheartedness and I, I, that, that really is nice to express and share with people. And you know if people are smiling, they're listening. And I really like that. I really enjoy that. And um, so it's not that I'm doing, you know, stand-up comedy all around the place, but I try and take a serious situation and I might lighten the mood because I find that you can get quicker to solution in that lightheartedness as opposed to the panic and the fear that sometimes can happen in life and in business as well. But definitely I think, therefore I am, and that probably... That's probably hypocritical to my first quote in some way because the fact our thoughts may not generally matter on the bigger scale of things, given our heartbeat. <laughs> but it's a nice, it's a nice balance. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, it, it's rather uh, the fact that we have the awareness, uh, not actually having the thoughts, but actually being aware of ourselves, aware of others, uh if how i understand it this this is the way you relate to it more than just having thoughts that go Correct. randomly in your in your mind the fact that you you're aware of life the the fact that you're aware of your heart you're aware of um everything that's uh going around you're appreciating um life and everything i think that this, this is um this is how you actually see see this quote, if if I'm uh, understanding yeah, correctly. Yeah, there's an interconnectedness with all of it, and um, and I've always thought that we're you know we are a reflection of each other. So you know I can't judge that because we're we're all human at the end of the day. So I take out you know all the all the boundaries, and like when I'm talking to you, George, and today it's um i'm present with you as i will be you know with my client after this and it's um yeah it's a wonderful experience to to be able to have that <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and um we we sometimes uh, are in in our past thinking about what happened or in the future but actually the uh, the most beautiful part of life is being present in the moment in the in what we are doing right now, uh, when when you're listening uh, to the podcast, to just be with the podcast and uh, listen to to our conversation and just feel be present um, and yeah, just enjoy, enjoy enjoy the moment, like like Marty said. So uh, go underneath the mind construct when you're listening to us and just go into the energy of what we're experiencing here and there's a peacefulness in it and share that space with us because that will self-resolve, you know, a number of different things when you get to that quiet. And, um, you know, Georgian's absolutely right. So, yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I think this, this, is, uh, this is really good because we sometimes think, <laughs> when get, getting back to thinking if we think uh, a lot about the situation somehow something good would happen but sometimes just 
being in the present, being peaceful and enjoying the moment might actually bring out solutions out of us that we, that we weren't able to actually get to if we were just thinking about that certain situation on and on and on and on. So, so true. So true. And whenever you're looking to resolve a situation, the worst thing that you can do is add more information in and overwhelm the system. I I always look at it as living with significance and I'm not a minimalist as you know, there's a bit of a trend going on now. Um, I just can't see myself living in a lounge room with one table with an apple on it. It just doesn't match my <laughs> my lifestyle. But but it's like I, I have a sense of real significance and and richness. So it might be one beautiful thing that you have that you really admire and you you love. So it's decluttering all the excess, and that's the same in business thinking as well. Sometimes the solution is not adding more information, it's taking things away until it works. And that's a really effective strategy in life and in business to really do the significant things that deliver amazing value. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I'm really curious, Marty, what, what do you do when it's not that easy to be grateful, when things are not going your way and uh, feeling grateful isn't the easiest thing to do. What do you do then? Well, we all have those moments where we just want to blame the world and everyone else. I think that's just what the ego does. And as you get older, you realize that doesn't work. And, and I can only talk for me personally, but up until the age of, you know, probably 30, 32, I was more about validating with achievement. I wanted to validate myself. I wanted to show that I had a sense of worth. And, um, you know, that can be very destructive as well because you can shoot yourself in the foot uh, by being that way. But I think it's a natural evolvement as well. Everyone can have different experiences in their own consciousness and and changing their beliefs and values as they go. But um, in those times, what I discovered, there's really anything good by judging others and and being in that state of mind, I, I found that it really doesn't it doesn't rectify anything. In fact, it makes it worse. It's like fr- throwing wood on the fire. You just get a bigger fire that burns more stuff. And um, yeah, so for me, that discovery at about thirty two through to thirty five, there was a big there was a big shift as I go. You know what? I'm probably losing some friendships here. I'm not engaged with my family as much. I'm so driven that I'm forgetting about what's really important in life. And um, I'm very grateful to go through the experience of, of learning skill and, you know, building businesses. But I also acknowledge the failures within that as well. And you make a choice. Some people call it a sacrifice, but it's actually you make a choice to be that way. and what I would say is before that bottoms out, it, it's very important to sometimes pause and be still and ask, you know, what is this all about? What's important to me? What gives my life meaning and significance? And if that, you know, if, if you get different answers from that, then that's, that's a really good thing. But um, yeah, I could do, I could be very ungrateful with the best of them, uh, through my twenties, and uh, and I knew something had to change, and uh, yeah, I, I certainly went on a path. I did something 
called, uh, it's, it's like a Vipassana noble silence where I went to a retreat for 10 days uh, in my mid-30s and you weren't allowed to talk. You were just meditated from 4 a.m. in the morning to 9 p.m. at night. And, oh, my goodness, it was the most profound experience. I realized every thought, whether it was negative or positive, would show up in the body, in the cell of the body. Like you'd have a negative thought about someone to show up in your index finger. And I thought, wow, look at the effect of our mind on our physical body and holding on to some of that uh, I guess that um, judgment and annoyance at people, I realized that you really are doing yourself damage by doing that as well as breaking down potential relationships. So for me, it was very much a transition point at that point to go, oh, okay, this is important that I have a sense of that lightheartedness and love in my own life moving forward and, and you know, share that with others in a, in a different way. But I'm, I'm very grateful of the transition. And sometimes, you know, it still hits. And, but now I can, I can move out of it a lot more quickly than I used to because I have an awareness it's happening before I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, this is the value in um, cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Um, the fact that even though you're not grateful all the time, when something does happen and you, you do feel... Uh, down or you do uh, have the tendency of blaming others or, or things like these, you can easily uh, get through it because your main state, your more constant state is gra- gratefulness actually. Yeah. And that's where that inner heartbeat has been very useful because there's no logic around that. So I, and that, that just peels away all the layers of, of, of thought and just puts me back into that space. So I can very, I try to come from that space all the time, but sometimes you just, you get pulled out of it for whatever reason. But there's now a, you know, there's now a system in place, like you said, that uh, is, is much more organic if I'm listening. <laughs> it's when I'm not listening, that's when, uh, you know, yeah. but there's, there's a way through now, which is great. Yeah. And um how did you how how did you become grateful like uh when uh, uh when did you have or what experience did you have uh, that uh got you to 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 choose gratitude because we we know about gratitude uh, most probably for uh a lot of time but actually understanding uh the concept and living it um is something that's that's really deep and it takes some. It takes a while, and it takes some experiences uh, that we we need to have. Definitely, my wife and my son um, taught me that because they love me unconditionally, and that's that's very special. Like it's very special to know that you can fall, and someone's there for you regardless. And I met my wife going back in two thousand. And again, it was one of those things where we said, we're not going to have a relationship, but I'd be coming home and fixing my tie up as I came into the house. We were flatmates first and um, yeah, she'd make some cheese and dips and, and she'd be doing her hair in the bathroom, but we weren't together. We weren't together. So it was like, there was just a love there. And um, to experience that, I've only, I've only really experienced that at that level with my grandmother. Um, and that was, 
again, just just beautiful moments of walking on tracks and feeding animals and just just that real sense of yeah being loved unconditionally regardless of the circumstances so that's so i guess it's been through moments in my life where that awareness has has evolved and yeah that's made a difference i've always drunk that in and um yeah taken my awareness to the next level with that yeah this is amazing this is amazing and um you said that in in your 20s um it was not that easy to to find a balance in your life and you were um maybe working too much and and everything um what would you tell your younger self about gratitude yeah if i had my i mean it is what it is so i wouldn't be here today without those experiences so i i am grateful for that but if i was giving advice to to myself as a 21 year old i would say follow my dream in the arts so i'm a very creative person and i was able to create um i did stand up comedy when i was younger because i was inspired by cool. robin williams with um good morning vietnam i always thought humor made things better even in war so i always uh, that always captured my imagination and i did stand up comedy for a number of years just wanting to create joyous experiences for the audience and um and at 23 i thought i better get a real job and i think if i like i said i'm grateful that i was able to be creative in the in the financial space but that would be something i would say i i would say to my younger self hey marty don't discount that because you're on a path that not everyone understands but it's a really interesting path and you just don't know where it's going to go and in in a funny sense through the podcasting and you know creating podcasts and being on podcasts i'm really living that creative spirit which i which i love and i really engage people like when i mentor them to really connect into the qualities of what they experienced when they were young and what's the similarities now and really connect them back into that because you find you can send someone on a on a weekend's fishing because they used to do it with their grandfather when they were 11 and all of a sudden doors open in unexpected places so yeah so for me that's yeah, it's a I'm not sure if I answered the question but um I think if I would yeah if I would talk to my younger self I would definitely say explore explore the road you're on if you're really enjoying it regardless of the external criticism because I did listen at that age to that external criticism and I did want to be accepted and I think the you know the entrepreneurs that shock us beyond what they do with their you know incredible feats really follow that path so I probably went into a path of going okay this is the responsible path and then that creativity still within that i took the skills within that that industry and built businesses because it's just my nature to do that and that's where my creativity and my engagement with people come out and i think that's a big point of difference um in my life having experienced that at a young age but that's what i would say i would just say marty it's going to be okay don't stress about what people are saying just do the next gig or you know meet up the next meeting and uh, that's what that's 
yeah, I'd be gentle because <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a bit more, I'm, I'm a bit more understanding now compared to that time. Which no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Most probably we, most probably we are, we are more critical uh, with ourselves as well when, when we are younger and we, we expect of ourselves to have like great uh, results in life and uh, reach the, the peaks of life and everything. Um, and sometimes we, we just forget to enjoy the actual age and everything um, that comes Absolutely. with it. It's a great point. I, I would say, you know, ensure that you engage fun in your life, do the things that you, you love doing, whether it's in your career, your business, or even as a hobby, but it's really important to connect into those fun things. And, and, you know, if you don't and you, and you focus on business and you become a workaholic in it, which is definitely not healthy, then you can lose the very essence of what you enjoy about your life by working that you know, that hard. And I think to achieve a goal that really at the end of the day, if it doesn't have any meaning behind it, it, it could, you know, it could be a problem. So that's why you've always got to come back to why am I doing this? You know, why am I doing that? Why am I in the business that I'm in? And see, for me as an entrepreneur, even in the, in the mentoring sector, I think, oh, I could do leadership groups. I could do, I could do seminars. I could, my brain naturally wants to run, but I go, no, the real significance for me is to engage and and really be there for 12 people a year. I go, that's that's as simple as it needs to be. That's that's a wonderful community and I can get my message out externally on, on yeah, great forums like this, Georgian. And, and I think that's what's really significant for me because, you know, I want to spend time with my son. I mean, my dad worked really hard. And I respect that, but I would have enjoyed more time with him as well. So, you know, I want to ensure that I'm doing that for my son so and my wife and, and my friends and family. And, and I think that's, that's the real meaning to it. And, um, yeah, it's important not to lose sight of that because you can get busy being busy. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And, um in, in our society, being busy is something that that's uh, that you look up to. That's a busy person, or things like this. And um, this actually uh, isn't very healthy because the the busier you you are, usually you you're more stressed out, and um, the quality of the relationships uh, is lower. And um, it's not always the the best way to go about things um time is all you have time is all you have george and you know we love we love podcasting i can i I know the audience can't see you but i can see how happy you are (laughs) as am i and i mean we love this so this is why we we do what we do because we're sharing wonderful messages and it's wonderful that two men can talk this way you you know this is like you said, stress is a major issue in our in our society and our cultures, and we're really providing a forum where people can can listen and understand and ask better questions of their own life and ensure that they're living happily and making new decisions and that can happen in a moment yeah exactly exactly um, and this is this is what uh, what I set out to do to um, to inspire people 
Um, but I'm really curious about something. Um, in your business, have you um, uh, practiced gratitude in a way that helped your business grow? That's a really good question. I think the gratitude in the business comes back to the clients. So for me, it was always, how can I, how can I empower people to have brighter financial futures? So for me, I, every time I did a loan, like I, I was very focused on people building, you know, healthy, healthy, wealthy futures to give them more freedom and more choice. So that was one of my real, one of my real focuses. And I think the gratitude comes into being very gracious that they would trust me with their personal circumstances. I think that for me is what built the business. So I saw every circumstance and I still do with every client as to what if I was going through that, how would I want to be treated? And I was grateful the the fact that yes, you can have a skill and, you know, set an expectation and exceed it, but it doesn't mean the client has to go with you. So, so there's a real gratitude in that trust that people have had and all our business was built on word of mouth. So we wow. never advertised um, because we didn't want to compete against, you know, the big banks and you just couldn't, you just couldn't, but it was all word of mouth. It was setting an expectation over delivering where we could and really creating a great community and, and, and a fantastic experience for the client. They felt a part of it and simple things like, and this is something people can engage in their own business rather than providing incentives for referral sources. We would, we would hold an appreciation night where everyone that had supported us in our business, once a year we'd put on together music, a dinner, sometimes we'd have comedians, of course, and <laughs> we, would, we would put a night together and call it an appreciation night and we would wow. surprise the people that supported us. So we would never do anything to say, all right, give us five leads and then you can come. <laughs> we, we were never about that. And a lot of businesses do that, but we're about, we're about surprising our clients and creating great experiences. And that really was a pay it forward where people would think fondly of us and really work with us. And, and, you know, they valued our skill, but I think they valued who we were as, as human beings as well in what we were looking to achieve. But I was very grateful. I never, I never took it for granted that people didn't didn't need to be a part of our group. And so so I was really grateful that people trusted us. That was that was my main thing and that's how we evolved our business. Yeah, this is amazing. Um th- there is a, a business coach here in Romania that uh, does something really interesting and I think it's it's great uh, on on this perspective. Like he he says something like this. Um, usually when we don't receive uh, a payment for an invoice or when uh, generally we, we, we don't receive a payment or something goes wrong, we put a lot of energy into that. We call that person and we do all kinds of things to, to make sure uh, we get the money and everything. I'm talking general in business. And... Um, he said that what he does differently is that he uh, sends appreciation letters to people that are paying. And it's... What a, what a wonderful idea. 
Yeah, and it's it's a different perspective because instead of putting your energy on those that are not doing what you what they should be doing and what on on the problems actually you're putting your your energy into appreciating your clients and the people that you that already trusted trusted you and they also paid and I think this this is brilliant. That's that's a brilliant idea, George. And 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 the other thing to add to that that we were doing and people would always say oh where am i going to get my business where am i going to get my business <laughs> they worry about the business that's not there and exactly what you were saying is i just focus on doing you know creating the best experience i can for the client i, I don't worry about what's not there and people would always say oh, don't you look at what your competitors are doing i'm going no because i'm always focused on expanding our business and and putting that energy into our business and creating new concepts and making a better client experience. And one of the things we would do, and people thought we were crazy, was we would meet with a client and we'd do a full finance proposal for them and send it to them. And, you know, without any any want of payment, but we would do that. And people would go, well, what happens if they just go to the bank direct? And well, they are going, no, no, we want to document our brilliance. You know, we want mm-hmm. to give something. That's our marketing. Rather than spending $3,000 on, on you know, external marketing, let's, let's use that as our marketing, our time to show we're committed to that client. And you know what? I think over 15 years, only two clients never went ahead. One wow. bought me one bought me a pot plant because their friend was a broker and they come back in and felt bad and, and bought me a pot plant and I thought, well, <laughs> I gotta I gotta be grateful. It's a it's a pot plant. I was yeah. in my late twenties then, George, and I was still transitioning into gratefulness. So but um but the other person just genuinely wasn't probably the person I wanted to deal with anyway. So they went direct to the bank and I rang them and said, Is there anything we did wrong? And it was nothing. It wasn't anything we did wrong. It was just purely that was that person's choice, and that's okay. The other thing we did that, like we do a survey at the end of the experience, and when someone's good enough to do a survey for us, even if they rate us nine out of ten or ten out of ten, we always ring them and we thank them for the ten out of ten. But but if it's nine out of ten. Or even if it's sometimes there's a seven out of ten, we will ring them and we will say, you know, I noticed you put a seven out of ten. What could we have done better? Because you learn so much. There's so much stuff you learn if you're open to just listening to your client base. And you know, people go, "Oh well, I gave you a nine. and I'm going, <laughs> "Yeah, we want to, you know, we want to do better. We want to, we want to keep improving." So. We're working with our clients and our community to, to build something great. And I always say, if you're going into business, you know, don't go into business because you don't want to work a job or, you know, you think, you, you know, you think it's maybe better. Go into business because you want to build a great business because you see something that no one else is doing or you're inspired to deliver something that you know will make a difference. And, you know, give it your effort. Give it, give it your power. It's, um, yeah, go in and build a great business. Ask yourself, what does a great business look like? And I think that's where the vision comes in. What's your vision for a, for a wonderful and a great business? And then you can always reverse engineer it and come back into the presence and say, okay, what's the next step? 
What's the next step? And the fact that you can create with your heart and mind that vision means at some level your brain already has a blueprint for it. Otherwise, you couldn't conceptualize it. So Mm -hmm. it's a a very powerful way to go about it. Yeah, it's it's, uh, there's a quote on this, like uh, what uh, the uh, mind of man can uh, conceive, it can achieve or something like this. Yeah, as a man thinketh. That's a great quote, wonderful. Right. Absolutely. I love that one. Yeah, totally. So um, getting back to um, to gratefulness, I'm really curious if you have some uh, some practice that, that you do to keep you uh, grateful or when you when you started to um, to uncover gratitude in yourself, if you had some kind of practice that helped you uh, be grateful. Yeah, I. The Vipassana, that 10 days noble silence was the the real beginning of a, an awareness shift. So meditation is a big thing for me. And it's, it's really interesting because it's evolved over time. Like I started out just doing five to 10 minutes a morning and that was you know very, very useful. But I was logically meditating. And mm. what I mean by that is my mind, I, I just... I gave my mind permission to run, but it would it would be stuck in the mind and keep running on different tangents. But then all of a sudden I had this epiphany where I got underneath the mind where it was still and really, really safe. And and I didn't put time limits on the meditation then. I just allowed it to allow it to really be what it was and whether it was two minutes or whether it was forty minutes, I, I would just sit in that space. And the wonderful thing about, and and it's interesting, when I think back from the ego, I think I was terrified to go into that space. The mind wasn't ready to to let go of all the constructs. And all of a sudden, I got underneath it and it went quiet and it was still. There was no fear. There was no past or future. It It was just being able to be comfortable with that space. And that was, that was really, uh, yeah, talk about gratitude. I got a different level of consciousness with that that really, well, it really changed all my logical decision-making process in that, you know, there were so many things that were, were meaningful that I would never have been able to access if I didn't persevere. And now it's kind of like, it's like that as we started in a heartbeat, it's like, it's almost like I'm in a constant state of meditation and I'll come out of it now and then, but um, it's there for me and I'm there for me and I'm there for people. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast.